can you imagine if the 127 hours guy had lived well I, yeah, I mean he's still alive <laughs> like if that had happened to him during the golden age of podcasts and he had just decided to podcast about it <laughs> just like goes live on instagram like hey everybody in a real doozy in a real pickle right now y'all um but just subscribe <laughs> for updates i was gonna uh, say he's staying he alive he hits Twitch and he's like, thanks for the prime. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks, uh, thanks, thanks for the 20 subs. Either new rewards for, for my bits. Uh, if you donate 500 bits, I'll just stop gnawing. Just, and that'll, that'll just be it. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Terrible. Uh, it's the podcast where we talk about the things we love to hate, hate to love, and sometimes just plain hate. I am one of your co-hosts, Caden Croston. And I am your other co-host, Rachel Warren. Rachel, I'm in a business mood. Let's let's Ooh. get down to business. No Ooh. frills. Ooh. No hoo-ha. Just... No, absolutely no hoo-ha. Get no your hoo-ha. hoo-ha out of here. Do I smell hoo-ha in this building? Get it out of here. Do you know what hoo-ha is slang for? No, Rachel, inform me. Kill the joke. Okay, good. I wasn't sure. Fuck you. Oh, God. Um, Kate, I was gonna, anyway. I was gonna ask you if you wanted me to get down to the hard hitting journalism first, or if you wanted jokes first. But I feel like you came in here with "Let's get down to business," so I'll, I'll start off with hard hitting journalism. Yeah, give me yeah. hard hitting journalism, the thing yeah, we're known the, for. Kaden, are you familiar at all with the concept of Madame Tussauds? Is that sort of like is that the is that the video game character from Resident Evil that everyone was like, no. she's so big and sexy? That's Lady Dimitrescu <laughs> from Resident Evil. <laughs> no, no. So Madame Tussauds is a wax museum, um, which is in and of itself a weird fucking idea. Like, let's make copies yeah. of celebrities as lifelike as possible and then have people made a look at them. Like it's an odd concept. Um, but it's a it's an incredibly famous, arguably the most famous, inarguably the most famous wax museum in existence. Um okay. uh that has branches all over the world. Um, but its main branch is in uh is in London. Some notables that have been uh featured in Madame Tussauds gallery um at one point or another, you know. Lady Gaga, Abraham Lincoln, Mark Zuckerberg, um, Peter Dinklage, Chris Angel made it in there once. Uh, which I like great. to imagine all of these people are lined up directly next to <laughs> each other. In the order that I'm listing them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, one of my favorites that I found on this list was Alvin and the Chipmunks. Oh my. Uh, Love but... that it didn't name either of the other Chipmunks. It was just Alvin and the Chipmunks. <laughs> does uh what's what's the dude dave is that his name yeah is is he in there too absolutely not fuck dave yeah yeah (laughs) fuck dave um but that chipmunk with the big a on his chest for adulterer we'll let him in (laughs) oh my god the scarlet 
note letter was about Alvin this whole time. <laughs> this whole time. Oh my God. So Madame Tussaud was a real person. Uh, her name was Marie, Marie Tussaud. Um, she was born in uh, 1700s France. She became apprentice at age six to a doctor at age six because um, her mom worked what? for this doctor. What, what is a six-year-old doing? <laughs> like if I'm on my deathbed and a six-year-old walks up, I'm like, oh good, the Make-A-Wish Foundation thought it's I wanted like to past, talk to a child. It's like past Doogie Howser levels of not a good idea. <laughs> it's like the six-year-old comes in and it's just like going through the thing for the lollipops and completely ignoring you. <laughs> just, just reading my charts to me. <laughs> The six-year-old can't even read the chart to you. <laughs> um, but so her her mother worked for a physician. Um, and at age six, um, she started apprenticing with him because he was super, super skilled in making wax models. Um, and so she apparently had a knack for it. And by age of 17, she started teaching art um, to the sister of King Louis the 16th. Like she just had like this incredible talent and the skill at wax sculpting. And so she became an art tutor to the sister of the king by the time she was, you know, a junior in high school. Um, I have to walk this back real quick. Yo, please. Why does a doctor know how to make wax models? I have the exact same fucking question, Kaden, and we will get to that because I okay. thought the same exact thing. I was like, why the fuck? So what? just this creepy physician who's like, look, I made a, I made a dolly of your mother. Like, it's so fucking creepy. I, I thought you would enjoy I, we can't let your family in, um, but I made wax <laughs> sculptures of them, so it's kind of like they're here. Look, this is Selena Gomez. She's a little after your time, but it's pretty lifelike. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you would enjoy her company. <laughs> <laughs> So, so at age 33, uh, the, that physician died and he left her, he left her all of his wax sculptures. <laughs> She's 33. She has not been apprenticing with him for decades at this point. And he dies and he's like, I will to you every facsimile I've made, <laughs> which is like, Dude, if someone, it's... if someone died and left me an entire doctor's office worth of wax sculptures, I'd be so fucking mad. <laughs> like, what am I supposed to do with these? What an absolute freak. Oh my God. It's <laughs> very good. Let it be known while I would say, what the fuck do I do with these? Marie Tussaud was like, I'm going to tour these around as a traveling show, baby. I'm going to make a quick buck. Get your coin. <laughs> yeah. So uh, she she took uh, the doctor's uh, wax sculptures as well as a few of her own um, that she had made over the years on tour um, all over the place um, and ended up in, in London and unable to return home to a war-torn France. Um, after a while, uh, Madame Tussaud she set up permanent shop in London and opened a museum. Um, now, originally, the big draw to the museum was the Chamber of Horrors, which, quote, included victims of the French Revolution and newly created figures of murderers and other criminals. <laughs> so people would what? pay top dollar to come in and, like, stand next to a wax figure of, like, Jack the Ripper. <laughs> I mean, like, I guess that makes sense, right? Oh, like, absolutely. Wa wax sculpture immediately triggers my fight or flight. So we might <laughs> as well make like... It reminds me of that like, fucking Black Mirror thing. episode where there's the museum of all the other Black Mirror stuff. Um. Anyway, today, 
The museum has had or plans to have locations in 26 different cities around the world, um, including several locations in the US. Of course, the flagship museum in London is the biggest, but there are also museums, you know, in China and Australia, uh, UAE and in India, all over. Um, and now it's kind of a big thing to see, uh, you'll see like a lot of BuzzFeed articles about this and stuff, but like celebrities standing next to their wax figures. That's like when, mm -hmm. when Madame Tussauds reveals a new wax figure, the like celeb will go and like get pictures taken in the outfit with it. And it's like this crazy thing. Um, that's one of my favorite parts about this personally. Uh, and there are, cause there are also like no notoriously bad ones that really don't look enough like their celebrity. And like when the celebrity's standing next to them, you just tell them they're thinking like, that what people think I fucking look like. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah, I've definitely seen botched ones, but I think those are yes. like the only wax sculptures I've ever really yeah. seen because yeah. they're funny. Um, and also, I found out today while researching this, apparently some of them are animatronic. Big kill me on that. Big no thank you. Mm. I don't want any part of that <laughs> at all. No, sorry, no, sorry, Jesus, but not I, today. I was disturbed enough when you made a wax sculpture of Weird right. Al Yankovic, but the fact that he's playing an accordion and looking at me is <laughs> The fact that he keeps following not. me down this hall. <laughs> so, for some, like, wax museums freak me out a little. I'm glad that you feel this way too, because they freak me out. And I'm like, I'm morbidly curious about them, but they freak me out. Um, And like, when- when I was a kid, uh, and I, I couldn't have been more than, I couldn't have been older than like three or four, we went to, there's a museum called the Waxworks in Newport, Oregon on the Oregon coast, uh, which is a wax museum, obviously. Uh, and there, you know, it has a lot of like fictional characters in it. There's like, like Luke Skywalker and like E.T. and like, uh, you know, all sorts of stuff. Um, and I distinctly remember being terrified and crying because I was certain they would come to life. Like I was like, they have to be real people. Uh, I think the one that really scared me that finally like hit me over the edge and I like ran out of the museum um, was I what was Darth Vader. He was super scary. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, but there's just I think there's something like I, there's something uncanny valley about it where it's like, are it's you reading my off. notes? That's no, literally exactly just, the next sentence in my notes. There's something uncanny valley about this. <laughs> like, uh, it, it is. It's, it's like, so that's creepy. what's weird about it. Yes. Yeah. Is it's like, oh, that's almost Michael Jackson, but in but, a bad way. But like cold and still, I know there's something super macabre also about like using a medium to create a statue of a person that's so lifelike that it's hard to distinguish from a real person. Like, why would you want to, why would you want to do that? Um, but so that leads me, why would you want to do that? Leads me to that same question. Why was that doctor doing that? And apparently the answer is actually, um, he was way more normal than we want to give him credit for. Yeah. Uh, wax models in the medical world were used as teaching tools, tools before the advent of photography. So students could kind of see what they were getting into when learning how to perform certain surgeries and other tasks. So they wouldn't then like go to their first surgery and like fucking puke because they're like i've never seen the real organs before and these are way grosser looking than i thought they would be do um, you think the med do you think the medical uh ones also look like famous people oh my god <laughs> what if and I, they're I, like they're like you get to practice operating on mick jagger don't <laughs> fuck it up he'll be he'll be pissed i uh i looked up some of these actually and like they just look like they look just like like generic like 
people like they don't look yeah. like anyone in particular um Boring. there was a there was a world's fair however where the mayo clinic um displayed some of their medical wax models and they were so realistic and gory that people legitimately were passing out in the viewing and they had to start providing visitors with smelling salts because <laughs> like these were just used to depict bodies but specific steps of procedures um like right. as i was writing my notes i was looking at images of like 17th and 18th century uh wax models and like there's there was one uh that was clearly used to teach how to assist in childbirth and it's literally it's a human uh oh, a human torso uh where you can see inside the belly so like the breasts and the thighs have skin but then like you can see all the organs inside like you've like peeled the skin off and oh. then you can see Caden there's like you can see the fetus and everything and then you can see there's another wax model of a hand that is up the vagina and you see the <laughs> fingers inside the uterus oh my god and so like yeah i could see why and that was one of the more benign ones although i will admit my first what well, coming across that one it took me a minute to parse out because i was like is that is that what getting wasted like that's <laughs> crazy looking um did i did i stumble into a very specific hentai genre like into a really weird fetish um but and and before medical modeling wax sculpture did already exist death masks votives uh all sorts of stuff in ancient history there were wax figures um and so I guess maybe it's like a disturbingly human impulse. It's like, it's kind of like what we're doing with CGI. Like we want things to look realer and realer. And I don't know why. And yeah. um, cause like with CGI, yeah. at least it's like, oh, I want to convincingly immerse the audience in a story. And it's like with wax sculptures, it's like, I want to convincingly immerse the audience in the beauty of childbirth. <laughs> <laughs> Or I want to convincingly immerse the audience in standing next to a frozen Taylor Swift. <laughs> Uh, just like I've always wanted. <laughs> oh, but yeah, yeah, that that is that is terrible, but it's also terrible. very interesting. It's fascinating. It was so interesting, and like Madame Tussaud, you know, for uh for a woman in the late 1700s, early 1800s, she was like industriously doing the damn thing, um, which I think is very cool. But also, like her whole ish freaks me out. So that's what I have to tell you about Madame Tussauds. Caden, what do you have for me? I want to talk about perfume commercials. Yeah, yeah, ooh, yeah. Perfume commercials are like the most unhinged form of like advertisement yes. that I've ever seen. Yes. Which kind of makes sense because how do you advertise a smell in a medium that is purely mm, visual, visual and auditory? That's a good point. Yeah. Like like it's you get auditory and you get visual, but you don't get the only thing that perfume the olfactory has. <laughs> input. Yeah. Right. Like how do you display that? And they get they just get so they they're Weird like with it. they're like those like stickers of fairies you could get as a kid but if those like grew up and got like a little horny <laughs> like, yeah and for some reason had an unfathomable amount of horses what, what is with so the horses? horses why are there so yes. many horses god i can picture 9,000 different horse themed <laughs> perfume commercials, which is like, if you're wanting olfactory input, 
right? barn animals, maybe not the way to go. <laughs> I don't think of horses as a good smelling creature. No. And there's a very particular scent to a horse. And why? <laughs> yeah, why it's a warm. What we would describe as a warm smell. No, it's bad. Um, so I, I have a few different ads pulled up um, just yes. to just to give everyone a sense of what we're working with um, yes. in the perfume ad industry. And the first yes. one that I want to talk about is it's a Burberry. Uh, the, the name of the fragrance is Burberry Hero, um, <laughs> which is incredible. And this this ad, you may have seen it stars Adam Driver, um, no, everyone's favorite. Everyone's favorite trapezoidal man. <laughs> yes. Um, and he is, of course, shirtless. That's the other thing. No one ever wears a shirt in a perfume ad. No. Um, it's unfathomable. Everyone unfathomable. is always shirtless. Um, but essentially, uh, in this in this Adam Driver perfume ad, he's like running on a beach and also a horse is running on a beach, and they appear to both be racing towards <laughs> the ocean. Like it like <laughs> I could beat a fucking horse in a foot race. Exactly, exactly. And then there's some beautiful shots of Adam Driver in, in all of his traps and lats swimming. Um, and then uh, the also the horse swimming. So now he's racing the horse in the water. I love it. Um, the, the perfume company really was like trying to get our brains to mentally equate Adam Driver with a horse. No, 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 you're right, because it keeps going. And and they sort of start to overlay these shots of the horse swimming and Adam (laughs) Driver swimming. And they sort of start to like held over each other, where it's like it's just fading between the horse and Adam doing these movements in the water until the very end, the climax, the crux of the ad, you get this shadowy figure of a centaur. <laughs> a horse man. That just dissolves into like the perfume bottle. And then it's like Burberry Hero. And- that is that is the most surrealist bullshit. Because also it's like, what does a centaur have to do with fucking perfume? It's like, it's like, wait, so is the centaur your hero? I oh, why did Adam Driver become a horse? Why, why is Adam Driver the man part of the centaur? Um, it's it's a blurry shot. Um, because oh. I don't think they quite had the CGI to give us actually Adam Driver. <laughs> watch them, they, watch them. They had the CGI to do it, and Adam Driver was like, Oh god, no, absolutely not. I will not sign on to this. So horses are a just wildly frequent frequent um and fragrant <laughs> and fragrant uh <laughs> motif um Incredible. in this genre um because there's also there's uh, many with horses but there's also a Nicki Minaj one um <laughs> yes. which is like why does Nicki Minaj that's also the thing with all these perfume ads it's always some celebrity where you're like what wait what yes god like there was a there was a rash of perfume ads a few years back that just all had jennifer lawrence in them and it was like why is she in every perfume ad oh um and the name of the Nicki minaj fragrance is called menagesty no no oh it's it's really bad it's really um, bad so, so that in that ad it's it's Nicki minaj standing in the forest dressed like a princess she's got this like elaborate ball gown on mm-hmm. um and she's saying some things about 
you know, becoming a queen, menagisteers, the whole thing. Um, but there's a horse there, obviously. Obviously. Um, there's also there's also a dove, of course. Uh, um, obviously. <laughs> right. You cannot have a perfume ad without those two things. Um, and the horse starts chasing the bird. Nicki Minaj starts chasing the horse. Um, <laughs> Why is the bird always trying to catch horses on foot in these ads? Yeah, why anyway, why is everyone chasing a horse? Why um, is everyone anyways, chasing a horse? <laughs> chasing a horse, of course. <laughs> um, and her her dress rips off. You you just see the the dress rip off. You don't see her, you just see it yeah. rip. And then you're like, oh, what's she wearing now? Um, and then you you see um your question is immediately answered. Now she's dressed in like this club outfit, like she's got like a really tight fitting dress on, her hair is straightened. Yeah. She's just looking like she's about to roll up into the club. Yeah. Um, and now there's a castle there and the horse is inside the castle. Um, Who let the horse in the castle? Well, what two... what motherfucking guard was like, yeah, let the horse in for the party? Well, well, there there are two guards. Um, and yeah. the way Nicki Minaj gets into this castle is she puts a little bit of the perfume on herself and then the guards just let her in they're like oh thank god that- it smells so bad in there because that horse <laughs> oh this lady smells just like that horse let her in let her in <laughs> they must be here together <laughs> oh we don't we don't want to keep you from your lover Nicki minaj <laughs> your horse lover Adam <laughs> <laughs> um, so oh. i want to talk about just like one other weird motif that yeah. i keep seeing reappear in perfume ads which is Absolutely. another thing that i do not associate with smelling good and that's boxing. yes it's what sorry it's boxing like like fist oh you're a very, right it's a very common motif and not yeah. a thing that i think smells good no that smells way. like sweat and leather which i mean like if you're into some certain stuff might be great but like i'm not looking to spray something on me that smells like sweat and leather when i could just wear a leather jacket for free there's multiple (laughs) there's multiple ads where people are throwing punches it's always men they're always shirtless they're always throwing punches uh but there's this one versace ad where they turn the tables and also a woman throws punches girl boss girl boss Girl yeah. boss alert. <laughs> Girl boss alert. She's throwing the punches. Now. She's punching people. It is yes. assault. <laughs> <laughs> um, but boy, does it smell sexy. I That's guess. That's how we know that we reach gender equality is women can assault people on TV. <laughs> Uh, so in this ad, there, there's obviously a boxing motif, but it's also a very, very fancy, elaborate dinner party, which is another popular motif in weird perfume ads. But like that, makes they're like food sense. smells. <laughs> yeah, food smells and also sweat. So there's a boxing ring like in the middle of this uh, really elaborate dinner party type thing. Ooh, so it's um, like a, it's like a medieval times kind of. <laughs> but there's boxing. No, it's inside. it's very modern though oh, it's like weird. it's very chic very modern and this this guy i assume he's famous um is is he's his cheekbones are just so high that's another he thing about perfumes <laughs> that's another thing about perfume ads is everyone's cheekbones are just ascending they're just really a lot yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah um anyways his cheekbones are doing their thing um and he's 
he's in the ring with just a punching bag but then there's a lady standing behind the punching bag and she like holds it steady when he hits it and then they make eye contact and then they're they're just making out in the middle of this dinner party but then the entire fancy building that they're in just starts to fall apart around them as they're like slamming each other against the walls what? doing their beautiful beautiful love making um Whoa, was and intense. i what i I don't know what that what does that smell like? <laughs> like Art like, fucking this... brings the house down. So it smells like sweat and leather. <laughs> it smells like sweat, leather, and just brick and mortar crumbling. I and, guess. and like and like a roast turkey. <laughs> <laughs> a roast turkey because of all the beautiful food. Um, and uh, so... I forgot I forgot to mention um, that this whole advertisement is set to, uh, the song It's Like That by Run DMC. Um, <laughs> that was not even in my top 10 list of songs it probably was. So it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful vibe. Oh my God. What is it? Like, what, <laughs> what, how, how do you think how do you think that like what do you who do you how do they I just like I'm trying to imagine an ad agency that is supposed to hire on people for perfume ads and they're like yeah go I don't know go to fucking Lollapalooza and find the people who are tripping up the hardest have them smell the sample and tell you what they see like it's just it's crazy yeah it's they and they're always so cinematic like they clearly have such a budget they have such a good budget for these ads and they make them yeah. just so buck wild. Maybe that's why perfume um, is so expensive is because like half the sales revenue has to go to ads for more perfume. Yeah. Um but I was I was sort of hoping that we could maybe direct um our own yes. perfume God, ad taking yes. what we've learned. I was born sort of, for this. Yeah, and sort of just put put together um sort okay. of <laughs> pitch to one of these companies for okay. for a good ad. Okay. Love it. Establishing shot, interior, day. Yeah. Three desperately chiseled men wearing skin tone speedos sitting on an empty table in a marble room. Three horses walk in. <laughs> the horses all the horses- look enough like adam driver to be confusing yeah (laughs) um all of the horses are wearing boxing gloves (laughs) but but they're not walking upright or anything they just have them on their hooves (laughs) uh next shot the walls uh they begin to peel away like old wallpaper revealing just a boundless uh a boundless sea with Robert within- Pattinson. Robert Pattinson is there. He's the captain of a ship. Yes. Um, it, it's a very big yacht. Um, and, yes. and he's sailing directly towards this marble room. Yes. And the, the horses, they begin to run the other way and the men begin to chase the horses. <laughs> and, and in turn, Robert Pattinson on his beautiful yacht chases the men. And then uh, the the mermaid on f- the front of Robert Pattinson's yacht 
uh, comes to life and like sexy right. crawls across the deck to Robert Pattinson. Yes. <laughs> and they like make out for like a good 30 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. up against the steering wheel of the ship. The ship is like veered wildly off course. And, and actually, um, the only way that you can tell that Robert Pattinson and his ship have caught up to the men and the horses is that you can see them in the background of Robert Pattinson making out with a mermaid. You see them just sort of flying comically through the air, tumbling. <laughs> and, and as they're tumbling, they merge to create one Cronenberg mess of horse and man. No, I was just going to say, and sort of like, I feel like we're reaching the end a little bit. I was, um, I was feeling that as well. You can propose a different ending if you like. Okay. Um, but Here's I, ending but I A, that, it's your ending. Okay, yeah. This Cronenbergian um, horseman lands on, on the back of Robert Pattinson's yacht. Um, and he, he now has boxing gloves on his horseman hands. And he just <laughs> glares at Robert Pattinson and then like cut. And see, and oh, and then and then it's just like the bottle of perfume. It's like incredible, something French. And see, okay, so my take on this, uh, as the Cronenbergian monster forms in free fall in the air in slow motion, um, suddenly everything begins to pull upward including like droplets of water and like waves and they all begin to like levitate like Robert Pattinson and the mermaid are like levitated away from the yacht and then it like it it's like up into this like boundless white void of sky and then it like you hear the like and you see that like there's a like Chrissy Teigen spraying perfume and we were inside the bottle the whole time (laughs) that's really good Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Armani, give me a call. (laughs) Uh, Dior, please. Dior, please. (laughs) It was a shot. Oh, that's so, there it is. That's a wrap. That's beautiful. Wait, Um, what's the name of our perfume? (laughs) Um, What's horse in French? But the thing I liked about the examples you brought up was that they had nothing to do with anything in the act. Chrissy Teigen just whispers, diamonds are forever. And then the name of their perfume is like diamond or something. Yeah. Or or she's just like, all of me by John Legend. (laughs) It's like actually John Legend's perfume, but he was not in this act. He was not in this His music, nothing. No hint of John Legend. Nothing until Chrissy Teigen at the very end. Oh, John Legend, give us a call. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's perfume ads. Um, and that means that it's a great time for us to go to our new segment, uh, our new ad segment, Breaking Ad. Let's go break, let's go to Breaking Ad. Breaking Ad! Ooh, yes! <laughs> Welcome to Breaking Ad. Uh, It is our new ad segment where we make ads so terrible um, that hopefully these companies pay us to take it down. Uh, It's an interesting new revenue source for us. And instead of becoming another cog in the wheel, like most podcasts, where they just become the mouthpiece for big corporations, uh, we're going to try to blackmail them to get our money. 
Okay, and Rachel, I just sent you today's ad. Um, oh. So if you just want to pull that up and get a reading. All righty, here we go. Uh, today's episode of Terrible is brought to you by Pepsi and Pepsi's new Pepsi heart emoji. With Valentine's Day right around the corner, why not spice up your love life with Pepsi heart emoji? The first soft drink designed to get you and that special someone in the mood with our patented combination of spices, sweetness, and a little bit of love juice. (laughs) This refreshing drink is the first cola designed to be an aphrodisiac. The crisp and stimulating taste of Pepsi heart emoji is sure to have you and your bae headed to the bedroom in no time. PepsiCo Chief Communications Officer Greg Lyons says, with birth rates declining across the United States, <laughs> Wait, sorry. Can we get a can can you uh, get a clean take? Get a clean take on that. <laughs> I don't want to ruin Pepsi's good work. Yeah. <laughs> With birth rates declining across the United States, Pepsi is doing our part to ensure that couples everywhere have a Valentine's Day they're sure to remember. What better way to ensure creating the future of this nation's workforce than with the sweet, sensual taste of Pepsi? Grab your partner and head to your favorite Pepsi distributor to get your first taste of the limited edition Pepsi heart emoji. Uh, And we have a testimonial here from Anna P in Austin, Texas. After drinking a bottle of this, my husband walked into our bedroom and asked if we could role play as James and the Giant Peach. He wanted me to be the peach and asked me to make squelching noises like how a peach would with my mouth as he tried to roll me across the bed. I was actually sort of into it. Thanks, Anna. (laughs) Anna. Pepsi heart emoji. Go get your today. It's, you know, it's a bold, it's a bold strategy by Pepsi, but I, it's a bold I appreciate strategy. what they're doing. I, for one, know that I will be delighting in a Pepsi heart emoji this Valentine's Day because I too would like to be rolled across the bed like a giant peach. Rachel, what is your next thing? There is a deep and honored tradition in the world of racehorse names. And they are fucking nuts. Yeah, it's a real horse episode today. But it's a yeah. real horse episode. The 2022 Caden and Rachel are horse girls. Uh, <laughs> Rebrand. So, so there is, for racehorses, there is a jockey club that must approve your racehorse's name. And they only have, uh, this is not a joke. They only have a 70% yeah. acceptance rate. Um, they and, must have, and that's what gets through. They they must. So the the names are so fucking weird because no two horses are allowed by the jockey club to be registered with the same name. So like no one's gonna get away with Black Beauty or Spirit. Like you bet your buttons those are right. taken. Um, so that brings about exactly some weird ass names. Things like uh, I've got some of my favorites here. Deep Impact uh, is a is a horse name. Um, Go Man Go. This- that's, Sorry, that's good. you had a deep impact joke. Oh, I was just going to say, you feel this horse in your bones. It's <laughs> good. I'm glad we went back for that. <laughs> that was good. Uh, go man, go. Uh, what A really good one, uh, potatoes, which is spelled P-O-T-O-O-O-O-O-O-O. 
so they, they, they kept submitting the name with like fewer O's and they were like, no, potato was taken. No, potato with seven O's also taken. Well, but, and and like, so the joke is that it's, it looks like it's patu, but it's got eight <laughs> O's. So it's put oh. eight O's. <laughs> oh, I didn't even get it. That, that's, that's like, that's an intellectual horse Galaxy name, brain you know? shit. Uh, And then uh, my personal favorite, um, Sergeant Reckless, who, yes, was an actual decorated Marine Sergeant. (laughs) The horse was? (laughs) How, what? (laughs) How how does a horse become a sergeant? You know, I, God, I don't even, I don't think we have enough time in the world to get into how a horse becomes a sergeant. (laughs) I I just, I just imagine their dad's a general. There we go. Yeah, we just break into song. How does a horse become a sergeant? Like... Um, so it's common for horses to be named for their pedigree, um, and for their names to come from their parents. So like, there are these examples from NBC Connecticut that I found, um, there's a, there's a horse named Elope whose parents are gone West and proposal, (laughs) um, or like there's a, a horse named crop circle whose parents are perfect circle and lost in the weeds. So like, I feel like those are really fun. Um, but they don't always, they don't always come out that way. Um, so I pulled up, I went ahead and looked into the jockey club, like naming requirements. Um, and they are way too fucking long and and I didn't read the whole thing because it was boring as shit. Um, but just a few things that you need to know. Um, the names cannot, they cannot consist entirely of initials such as like COD, Right. Couldn't be a horse name. Uh, they cannot contain more than 18 characters, including spaces. They wow, cannot consist in they can't in, consist entirely of numbers. Um, numbers above 30 may only be used if they're spelled out. Um they can't uh, use the all, name of all my 69 jokes out the window. <laughs> Uh, they can't use the name of a living person unless that person has ex- given explicit ris- written permission um, to use okay. their name on file. Um, and then they they also can't use the names of no longer living people um, again, it, and like unless a satisfactory written explanation is submitted to the registrar. Um, and like they can't be vulgar, they can't be obscene, they can't be in poor taste. Um, they can't be the name of another horse uh, or another horse that has won a big race within the last 25 years, um, can't be similar in spelling or pronunciation to another registered name. So like, they've got all of these fucking names. Yeah. Um, and so I thought we would play a little game. Yeah. And that game is, is this a famous racehorse or is this a racehorse I made up? <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, good. Are you ready this to see, a, to I'm test, excited your, for this. test your skills? Yeah, I have immense horse race knowledge. Yeah. All right. First go. Gorgeous florist. That sounds like a real, that sounds like a real racehorse name to me. Gotcha. That is a racehorse your girl made up. <laughs> it was it was too tame. It was too tame. Come on. Uh gorgeous like a florist is something one of my college roommates used to say all the time. So that <laughs> okay. Uh, Dr. Fazer. Dr. Fager? Mm-hmm. F-A-G-E-R. I don't, think, I don't think you would have gotten that creative with spelling. I, I don't <laughs> think you would have, I don't think you would have thought of the sound Fager. Um, so I think that one's a real horse. <laughs> You're correct. Uh, and actually, Dr. Fager held a speed world record for over 20 years. 
Wow. Fun fact. Um, congrats to the doctor. Congrats to the good doctor. Um, (laughs) next on the list, assault. Assault. Um, does this, does this horse have a brother named Battery? (laughs) Oh my God, that's so great. Um, I think, I think that's a, I think that's, I think that might be a real horse. You are correct. Assault, in fact, won the Triple Crown in 1946. <laughs> <laughs> that, um, I bet that makes, that makes, uh, like, horse race announcers have the best fucking job. God, because right? they don't even need to do anything. They just say the racehorse names and they're hilarious. And, like, announcers and people who get to write the headline. <laughs> like, yes. like, like, horse assaults raceway. Oh, <laughs> like, God, yeah, that's a gold mine. Yeah. All right. Next up, we've got Misty Step. That's, that sounds like a U original. I mean, it's not a racehorse. It is a D and D spell. <laughs> that's true. That's what that's what set my alarm bells off. I was like, "This is some nerd shit." It's got to be Rachel. All right. You ready for a good one? Mm-hmm. Rock sand. So this horse is two types of Pokemon. <laughs> uh, sand isn't a pokemon type um should be uh <laughs> rock sand rocks oh because it kind of sounds like rock sand it sounds like rock sand yeah yeah that, that's that's a real racehorse you're totally right rock sand is a real racehorse <laughs> because they were like oh i want rock sand so bad <laughs> make all horrible fun out of it <laughs> Um, next up, we've got extreme firepower. Shit, I want that one to be real. Um, I, I think it might be you. I think it's you, but that's a dope racehorse name, and I hope it's real. What What makes you think that's me? I don't, you're just into extreme firepower. I know you. <laughs> you're correct. Extreme firepower is what I made up. <laughs> Damn, so if I'm really, super good. That's a really good racehorse name, though. Right? <laughs> so uh fuck you, jockey club. I've taken that one. Um, you've only gotten one of these wrong so far. Good work. No. Um, the next one is genuine risk. <laughs> risk. Uh, I think that I think that's a real racehorse name. Um, because wow. like every they, they were playing to the to the folks that are betting on this horse, they're like. Uh, this horse is a genuine risk. We're being real with you. You will lose your money <laughs> on this horse. You are correct. Um, and genuine risk won the Kentucky Derby in 1980. Uh, next up on the list, your host. Oh, that, it just ends there. Your host. Um, <laughs> really good. I think that's real. It is real, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Your host. <laughs> uh, that's so good. So good. <laughs> that one's a really a good one. Race horses, right? I don't. I actually don't want to be involved with that industry at all because it's pretty no, lucky, but it's like, fucked up. I do. I do want to. I do want to name all the horses. That's very good. Uh, next up on the list, Andrew. Just Andrew. <laughs> I that I think that one's you. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I was really hoping I would get you with that one. Um, following Andrew, we have Animal Kingdom. Kingdom. That's that's probably a real racehorse name. Wow, how are you so good at this? Yeah, Animal I Kingdom you. won the 137th Kentucky Derby and the 2013 Dubai World Cup. Uh, 
that's because I was really into race horsing, race horsing <laughs> in 2013. <laughs> I, I loved all the, the horse race horsing. Um, next up dog, 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 horse. Um, I, I think that's you. Is that you? That's you. You sure? Sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. It's me. It's me. <laughs> oh, um, I'm so good at this, right? You're so good at this. We've only got three more. You ready? Ready. Brett Hanover. That's literally the name of a dude who went to Willamette. Is it really? Yeah. Wait, actually, no. It's also no. a fucking racehorse. <laughs> <laughs> Are you for real? That's the guy that went to college with us. <laughs> I actually, I actually think his name was very slightly different from that. Okay. Um, oh my god, that oh. That is so good. <laughs> no, that was the right horse. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Um, oh, I guess we have four more. Well, now three. Sorry. Uh, next up, we've got Lookma, I'm a horse. That's so that's so dumb. That has to be you. <laughs> like, you like, I, like, I, like, I'm afraid that it might be real, but I, I have to say it's you because I, I would, it is I me. Would... It is me. Okay, and fuck good. you. <laughs> um, it's uh, if you omit the apostrophe and I'm, it fits within the jockey club character limit. Uh, I was so, gonna say it seems like it's almost over. <laughs> like, get at me, jockeys. Um, <laughs> next up, we've got Mr. Prospector. That's a real horse name because they're because they're hoping name. to strike gold. Yeah, that's another, exactly it. There's always another layer to. Is to there the always another layer? Names. There, there often is. Interesting, interesting. Uh, our last one, final round. This one's for all the marbles, Caden. Zippy Chippy. <laughs> Zippy Chippy. I was really hoping one of these would be Master Chief, um, <laughs> but I think Microsoft would hunt that horse down for all it's worth yeah mass the actual master chief has to jockey it and there's just no horse big enough to hold his substantial girth um wait zippy what zippy chippy zippy chippy um i'm gonna say real i'm gonna say that's a real horse wow kaden you like swept this thing yeah that is a oh real racehorse zippy chippy is a real racehorse you know congratulations you your t- when you're talented, you're talented. What, what do I win? You, uh, you got 13 out of 15, correct? Uh, so you win um, the fact that you know racehorse names real good for some reason. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. Damn, I know a racehorse when I hear it. <laughs> racehorse, listen, racing and horse racing and racehorses, all that is yikes. The names, however, be good. Very good. I agree. Caden. Hit me with your final thing. Mascot madness. Mascot madness. Yeah, welcome back to Mascot Madness. It's the segment where we talk about mascots for a while. That's going to get me every time. That tag was so funny. So today I want to talk about, this is honestly maybe... I can't believe we haven't talked about this yet is this is sort of the granddaddy of all mascots I feel like like this is one of the most recognizable mascots excellent in the world um which is Mickey Mouse of course oh my god yeah duh yeah of course Mickey Mouse um and so I think Mickey Mouse is terrible um 
I'm, the, I'm not really the good mouse, the king mouse, the mouse, the mouse of all, the best of the best, the best mouse, king mouse. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. Yeah. That that mouse. Um, think, <laughs> While Disney's I mean, standing behind me with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love the mouse. The mouse is the king of my dreams. I'll hail the mouse. I would like the mouse to roll me across the bed like a peach. <laughs> um but yeah no uh not (laughs) get mickey mouse out of the bedroom um it's it's sort of hard to know where to start with uh with mickey mouse because he's just so big um and so i when like trying to figure out how to start this i just I just, out of curiosity, I googled Mickey Mouse war criminal just to see, <laughs> just to what see what kind of God's results. Green Earth possessed you to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, no. some very specific fucking NSA agent's computer just pinged for the first time ever, and he's like, "Oh my God, we got him! <laughs> God, we got him!" <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so I just wanted to see see what was out there for Mickey Mouse War Criminal, <laughs> um, and most most thing there there wasn't very much, but there was one thing that I thought that was kind of funny, um, is that uh, a, an army unit like a, a unit of the U.S. Army uses Mickey Mouse as its logo. Um, what? And like the Disney company is just fine with that. Like I'm like, sorry. Yeah. The, Disney's just fine with that. Yeah. yeah There's Disney no though. way. Because Disney... listen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, I no, I was gonna say that Disney has like copyrighted children's hospitals. Yes. Um, but they're chill, they're chill with the US military um using Mickey Mouse as I was so I work in the music industry for those who don't know and like I see submissions come across all the time that are um covers of Disney songs and they're not even allowed to have fan art of Disney characters on them yeah no but Disney's chill with the with the U.S. Army what the fuck is the is it just like Mickey Mouse on the side of a plane like giving the finger like Mickey Mouse and dropping fucking bombs. Yeah, like smoking um, a cigarette and like <laughs> shooting people. What the fuck? Um, no, uh, it's, it's for the U.S. <laughs> no. Ar- no, actually, as the U.S. Army Criminal Investigation Laboratory. So it's Mickey Mouse and like a little. <laughs> so it's Mickey Mouse holding a little magnifying glass and wearing like a little <gasps> Sherlock hat and trench coat. Why? Why? But why? <laughs> But like the thing Why is, like, were they like make Mickey Mouse our logo? I don't know. But the thing is, they did it before they had permission from Disney, I think. And then Disney saw it and was like, "Yeah, no, we're we're cool with that." Um, but we what are gonna fuck? like we're gonna hunt down those hospitalized kids with fucking seriously. Um. So this sort of leads me to one of the problems with Mickey Mouse <laughs> <laughs> is that Mickey Mouse stands for anything like mickey mouse is a (laughs) mickey mouse is a hollow vessel that you pour things into mickey mouse isn't a character in the way that like we are led to believe that mickey mouse is a character because he is a Mm. mascot and mascots are designed Mm -hmm. to be mouthpieces and propagandists for whatever it is that they represent and i was gonna like make fun of you but you're entirely right 
yeah, sometimes I'm right about things. <laughs> um, Weird. <laughs> but yeah, but but Mickey Mouse is just he's a vessel um, that you put things into. Um, so another example of this is uh, Mickey Mouse and all of his friends being used in World War II propaganda. Um, yeah, like yeah. there's this very good image of Mickey and Minnie Mouse and uh, Pluto and. Donald Duck, um, all like all buying war bonds, um, oh and just like it's <laughs> telling you to like use less oil. Um, Meanwhile, and all... you know, you know for a fucking fact, if Disney ever put out an ad with Mickey Mouse wearing a fucking mask, like people, like there would be flame in the streets. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, there would. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so uh, so. These characters were used um, for <laughs> World War II propaganda, um, which is, you know, I, right? If you're using a, a popular children's character in your propaganda, obviously I understand why you're doing that, but that mm-hmm. uh, that doesn't endear me to no. your character in any way because no. you're telling me that you're you're going to use the, this character isn't a character; it is just like. Yeah, it's, it's just yeah, uh, much like yeah. uh much like the the manic pixie dream girl, it's an ideal for shallow men to cast themselves into. <laughs> right. But even like in Mickey Mouse's like cinematic appearances, he's like name one thing about Mickey Mouse's personality. Like it's generally positive and mm-hmm. he's brave, maybe. But like he doesn't mm-hmm. have any real defining characteristics You're so besides right. just being a squeaky little guy you're so um, right also just as like a, a side tangent his voice sucks and also he's friends with some of the most annoying bastards on the planet <laughs> fucking donald donald what the duck, fuck you say pants- to me a little bitch <laughs> <laughs> donald duck a fucking pantsless pervert with the worst <laughs> voice i've ever heard right behind mickey mouse and fucking goofy <laughs> like, your mom liked my voice on. last night <laughs> <laughs> oh good Oh, good. <laughs> Say it to my that... face, you, you little pissy. <laughs> Yay! Uh, I don't deserve this, Mickey. Um, go, go back to selling war bonds. Um... <laughs> oh, I wasn't at the. I wasn't at the Capitol building on the sixth. What are you talking about? <laughs> You know, I bet I bet Mickey was there in some form, like on a pin or something. <laughs> I'm sure you're right. <laughs> um, but anyways, my point is Mickey Mouse doesn't really have a personality. He's just no. sort of like he adapts to whatever he's in at the time. He sort of started with one. Like he was originally sort of like a scamp. Like he was sort of a trouble. He was, he was a little scampy guy, yeah. Yeah. And then they just were just sort of like, mm, but that won't sell quite as many t-shirts. So we're just gonna make it as neutral as we possibly I was gonna say, because like originally wasn't he Mortimer Mouse? And like he had like there was Steamboat Willie and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was yeah, he was originally he had a little bit more personality that wasn't yeah. just like the generic sort of hero, but then he yeah. just sort of got like put into this mold of he just does whatever, it's right? Weird. Like it's like yeah. he's in a Three Musketeers movie, yeah. he's in all these Christmas movies, and he's just like sort of whatever you want him to be. He's just a yeah. spineless little mouse. <laughs> um, and I think that's terrible. I think that using children's cartoons, um, in this way is not yeah. great. <laughs> no, that's um, so interesting. Like, because okay, Minnie also does not have a personality. Donald has no, a personality. She, 
and his personality sucks but yeah his personality is just like mad and then goofy it's in the name so like what the fuck happened there yeah he just doesn't oh also in like originally uh mickey mouse um when he was like sort of one of his things was that he was sort of like the the hapless like suitor of Minnie Mouse yeah um and in the originals he doesn't get the girl his enemy Pete who like appears oh, in some the other big, things the is just big, the generic big villain guy. Pete gets the girl <laughs> like, nice guys just, always like, finish last <laughs> <laughs> exactly um take the red pill Mickey Mouse fucking himself Mickey Mouse please um yeah <laughs> So that uh, I regret doing that so much. No, it's good. Um, and I liked it. Um, also, just one other that was about all I had to say about Mickey Mouse. Actually, I have one more thing to say. Um, and that's this is a, a fact as of the presidency of Barack Obama, Mickey has met every U.S. president since Harry Truman, the with fuck the does exception that mean? of Lyndon B. Johnson. What the fuck does that mean? He's a fictional mouse. I think it means maybe Mickey's in charge here. If every president <laughs> except for LBJ, <laughs> LBJ was like absolutely not. Else is actually against the Vietnam War, but LBJ, LBJ was, was like, like, "No, Mickey, we're doing it." <laughs> LBJ was like, "Someone had to die for me to get into this office, and I will kill again." <laughs> like... Um. Yeah. So I, it's something to think about. Um. That maybe Mickey Mouse is the shadow leader. <laughs> <laughs> Mickey Mouse is the shadow leader. Oh my god. That's um, why he wanted you to buy war bonds so bad. <laughs> he was building, he was growing. Fuel the Mickey Mouse industrial complex. <laughs> we're um, all just pawns in Mickey's game. <laughs> this is yeah, Mickey's that- world, and we're just living in it. <laughs> Yeah, but that's that's all giving Mickey Mouse too much credit. He's just a spineless little rodent who will say whatever someone tells him to say. Yeah, um, and I wow. Yeah, and I think he's terrible. So that's 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 Mickey Mouse for you. Wow, I never thought about the difference between mascots and characters being like a distinctive personality, but you're totally right. Very interesting, Kaden. Yeah. Um, so that was another episode of Terrible. It sure um, was. Thank you so much. It sure was. Thank you so much for listening. Um, if you want to get in contact with us, um, you can reach us at our email, um, which is theterriblepod at gmail.com. Um, you can also reach us on Instagram at our podcast is terrible. Um, and as always, please uh, leave us a review. Um, you can leave uh, little star ratings on Spotify now. So if you haven't done that, please rate us there. Um, and also uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, if you haven't left a review, we would love to hear from you. Um, yeah, anything else? Real fans yeah. of the podcast will leave reviews that say Mickey Mouse is the shadow leader. If you could just tweet that at Barack Obama. Um, <laughs> no, leave him alone! <laughs> leave, leave Barack alone! <laughs> well, I'm going to go back to work on my, wa- my wax sculpture of you. <laughs> I'm super excited to see it yeah. um, and I'm super excited um, to just sit it in a chair in the corner of my room so that yes. every night I wake up in just a horrible panic. <laughs> Anyways, it turns out that 
I was actually a wax sculpture this whole time. And oh, I'm melting fuck. away. No, oh, no. There he goes. Oh, no.